Hey everybody, got another reaction video for you. I told you that if you stuck around, I'd find all the good ones for you and then show them to you and then you could just enjoy. But I'm sorry for the clickbaity title. Dave Ramsey doesn't totally agree with me, but he somewhat agrees with me. And so I think it's worth checking out the video and see where our thoughts align on all the financial stuff. Hey everybody, my name's AJ and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. Before we get into it, smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. It helps us out tremendously and we could spread more good financial information to more people, which is incredibly important. Today I found a video by Dave Ramsey where he's talking to a gentleman who has investment properties, has leveraged those investment properties, and he just found Dave Ramsey and he's trying to figure out what to do kind of sounds a little familiar. In fact, a lot of his information besides his age is actually pretty close to what we got going on here at The Wealthy Idiot. So we're going to check it out, see what Dave says, because he doesn't totally disagree with what we say here. And this video is called, is my dollar sign 1,500,000 in real estate debt worth it? It's a very good question. I guess it would depend on a lot of factors. So let's find out. Gary is with us in Chicago. Hey, Gary, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. It's really a pleasure. Um, my question is this. My wife and I, about we're 50 years old. Uh, about 10 years ago, we figured out what we wanted our retirement to look like. And I should mention we found you about one year ago. So pre-Dave Ramsey, we, we developed a plan. And we wanted our retirement to look like a vacation property in Keogh Island a vacation property in Park City, Utah, and somewhere else a third primary home. And so what we did was we went out and bought a rental property in both of those two locations. Uh, took out a mortgage on both of those two. Waddle, we still had a mortgage on our primary residence as well. For five years, since we bought those properties, we got them in a, about five years ago, we've been short-term renting them. They cash flow positive. They've been great. We have better than 50% equity in all three of our properties, our primary residence and the two rentals. But we realize that's not the Dave Ramsey way. But we've got a good income, a good net worth, the cash flow positive. We're about 10 years away from retirement. And this is like our dream. So I kind of want to know what you would do. It sounds like based on your personal experience, we've got some risk. Okay. Well, it may not be the Dave Ramsey way, but dude, you're killing it. Like you're knocking it out of the park. You have multiple properties. You're leveraged less than 50% in all of them. So if he's got 1.5 million in debt, it means that his total value in all of his properties is 3 million. He's got $1.5 million just in real estate. If he was to turn around and sell it today, he'd have $1.5 million that he could use for something. And he said something very important. He's cash flow positive. If you've been cash flow positive in Airbnb for this amount of time and you did it through COVID and everything, dude, you're killing it. May not be the Dave Ramsey way, but dude, you're totally killing it. I got some more thoughts, but let's watch a little bit more. Well, I think everyone would agree that debt equals risk and more debt equals more risk. Okay. I, I remember now what I was going to say about that. So Yes, debt equals risk, more debt equals more risk. And I've talked about that here before, that the spectrum of risk isn't like you're out of debt and you're in debt. And then now there's like this little sliver over here where it's like you're in a little bit of debt, you're in a lot of debt. 
the spectrum looks more like if this is security and safety and this is wild and crazy and just gambly, you're just gambling all over the place. The and you get into a little bit of leverage debt, like with real estate, and you're less than 50% leveraged, you're like still way over here. In fact, I think keeping money in cash just sitting around is probably more risky than getting leveraged and getting into real estate. I mean, it's it's not even risky. It's a guaranteed loss. You're just going to lose money, right? So I, I, I think that by producing positive cash flow and getting to the point where you're financially independent instead of dependent on a job is the most secure thing that you can do. And you should be probably way more um, financially independent than you need to be in order to maintain your spending. And I think this caller, he's on the right mark here, Gary. Gary from Chicago. He's on the he's on, he's on the right track. He's doing good. Agreed. Very much, yeah. Okay. We, so, don't, we have no other consumer debt, that, so well, that means you have yeah, less I mean, risk than other people yeah. who have a lot of debt, but you have some risk. So I can't tell what it is. So how much mortgage debt do you have? So to keep the numbers real simple, we owe five hundred thousand dollars on each of the three properties. Our primary residence. So you have a million and a half in mortgage debt. Correct, but better than 50% equity I heard all in that. each of those properties. Yeah, okay. And your net worth is what? One point, I'm sorry, 3.3 net worth. All right, Dave's trying to do the math here. So 1.5 million in real estate, and he's at 3.3, which means that there is an extra 1.5 plus 300K in something else, so 1.8. So what's the other one and a half in? Or one uh, eight, one eight four, in? So it's, it's uh, there you go, he got it. We got it, Dave. We're on the same page. 401ks and uh, brokerage accounts. Okay. Wait, I thought you couldn't get rich on 401ks. Oh, no, wait, shoot. That was a different video I debunked. Oh, that's all right. And how old are you guys? We're 50, and our household income is 400000 Okay. I'm not panicking nice. about this. Um, the only thing I would adjust is, uh, you know, here, here's the thing, okay? It's not a Dave Ramsey thing. Um, it's just a when you when you scour the people who have a net worth of one to fifteen million, we find in the data, and we did one of the largest studies of millionaires ever done a few years ago. We find in the data some commonalities, meaning that they're causal. Okay, it, these things okay. caused people to have this net worth. Uh, one is they did what you did. They built a really nice retirement plan, nice 401k. They usually got a million, million and a half, like you've got, in your 401ks, your brokerage accounts, your retirement accounts, okay? Two is they have paid for real estate, their home. So as an example, a scaled-down version of where you are, what we found in the millionaire study a lot was a, a, a guy or gal, a couple, with a, a $600,000 paid-for house and a million dollars in their 401k. So you got a million dollar net worth, or million point one point five, one point six net worth, and they have zero debt. The issue I have with this millionaire study is is a couple of things. One is if you count your home, the equity in your home, it doesn't count in your retirement estimates, except for if you have it paid off, you no longer have a payment. It doesn't produce you any money. It is going to cost you money. It'll cost you less money in retirement than it will if you're paying for a mortgage, but it's still going to cost you money. You have to repair it. You have to keep it up. Um, you're going to pay taxes. No matter what, you're going to pay money into your home. It does not matter. Um, but real estate that's invested is going to pay you money. That changes the factor. You could also sell it 
and get money back. So I don't like using your home in your net worth when you're considering how much you need for retirement. And so I think that that changes the scenario a little bit. So if you have someone who has a million dollar home, they have a million dollar net worth and they're living in their home and they're not moving and they decide to retire, they can't. And, but in Dave Ramsey's study, they'd still be a millionaire. So I'm curious about the number of people that have that effect. The second thing that I think is missing here is that most people like that are going to be millionaires are going to be older. That's just statistically true. If you're investing money over a long period of time, you're going to be older by the time you're a millionaire. There's no way around that. So yeah, you got all the Hollywood celebrities and sports players, but at the end of the day, the people who are investing money are going to be millionaires when they're older. Now, when you're older, what happens in like my case, so I'm renting now, let's say when I hit 65, I just turn around and buy a house for cash. It's going to look like I paid off my home and that's what made me a millionaire, but I was already a millionaire and I bought the house for cash. How many people are doing that? or at least just paying their home off much quicker once they're already wealthy. So I think that this is a little bit tricky when you're looking at data and you're just like, look, all the millionaires have X, therefore you should do X. And then you'll know what you got to do is kind of look at what people are doing in order to compound their money. And I think that a lot of people are in 401ks, like he's pointing out here, you instantly double your money in a 401k and then it compounds, which is outstanding. Um, index funds, mutual funds, you know, get your something, get yourself something diversified where you put very little, very little effort into it. Roth IRAs are fantastic because you pay no taxes when you pull when you start pulling money out on the tail side and leveraged real estate has a great track record of this. So I'd be kind of curious to know how many people are leveraging real estate to become wealthy. And then you know, like, you know, when I get to 65, I will probably buy a house for cash and I would fit into Dave's plan and his statistics, but not in the way that he thinks that I should. So I don't know. I, I have a little bit issue with him using uh, the the way that he uses this study to try and say everybody's got to do it this way. And um, we find them at 52 years old, a lot like that. Like we found thousands of those that were millionaires. It sounded just exactly like that. So what we've figured out is is that paid for real estate going into retirement having zero debt real estate or anything going into retirement is a stabilizing factor and it makes your retirement a lot less stressful so you said you're 50 we're 50 yeah and so if i woke up in your shoes uh would i panic and go oh dave ramsey says i gotta get out of debt no this is all real estate debt okay uh yeah. but you whoa what does he mean by that? Does he mean that it's less risky and you don't need to panic because it's not consumer debt? All right, Dave. Kind of sliding over to my side. All right. So something important here. When you're younger, that's the time to take more risk because you have plenty of time to hit the dips and the highs. So for example, in the market right now, we hit a severe dip. Well, if you're in retirement and you hit this dip, that's painful. If you're young and you hit this dip, it's great because you can keep buying while everything is low. And then when it starts to come back and go back up, you're going to make it rich. So same thing applies for real estate leverage while you're young and you have the capability of handling it. You have a $400,000 income. And then when you start getting close to retirement, maybe that's when you start paying stuff off. So I have a different plan than Dave here. And it still, I think, works in, you know, in sort of Dave's plan a little bit. But I think it's interesting. He's a little bit softer than he normally is on this one. Make $400 freaking thousand dollars a year. So how fast do we pay off? 
with all these rents well, coming in too, how fast do we pay off this million and a half? Well, well I'm definitely going to do it in a decade. Yeah, so I met you and online, what we've been doing, we've created a little debt-free chart, and what we've decided to do is we've taken the rental property with the highest interest rate on it, and we're going very intentional with that one. So all extra income, whether it's household or whether it's rental, is going to court against that one, and then we're going to pay off the other rental. And then what we plan on doing as we retire is whatever equity is in our primary home, we're going to downsize into something that size so we have no primary mortgage on our primary home. Well, or here's the other he's got it like gary's already got it he's the numbers guy like you know he sat down and figured this stuff out he probably knew that those properties were going to cash flow before he even got into them and then he's he's saying like i'm going to get out of this home that we're in now we're going to get into a smaller home that has no mortgage at retirement he's got it figured out gary's got it man i think what happened here is gary like had it all figured out got a little nervous started watching dave ramsey dave ramsey was like all debt's bad debt and gary was like uh oh like maybe I kind of jumped the gun. Maybe I didn't do enough, you know, math before doing this thing. And he kind of panicked a little bit. I think Dave kind of, you know, fed into the panic. And now Gary's calling, wondering what he should do. Another thing, your million eight will be 3.2 in seven years if it's in good mutual funds. Yep, which it is. Yeah. And so you reach in there and touch it when you hit 60 and just pay it off and keep it if you like the primary. You don't necessarily That's have to downsize thing. the primary. How quickly can you pay off a million dollars of the million and a half well i've got the one house planned at four years and it's a half million on that one so i would think two we could do it in eight years probably even quicker because we'll get one paid exactly. off exactly yeah 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 i'd like to see you do the we whole thing in about eight i think we can i think we can yeah so if you get to 59 and a half you got anything left just take a little out of your retirement account and pay it off if you like all three properties still and you still like your plan, the only thing I did was disturb you about the debt, setting you up on a decade or less to be clear of the debt. If I'm in your shoes, I think that's fine. And let me tell you what will end up happening. You're going to get obsessed with this. You're going to end up doing it quicker. <laughs> I've, Dave, I've already, I've already got a side hustle with my income. Trust me. I'm going, <laughs> he's he's, I'm doing, he's driving of, Uber, making 400 ask. What is your side hustle? Do you mind us asking? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's logistics. So there's companies around Chicago that will help you deliver. Let you deliver things. It's it's like doing DoorDash, but just not DoorDash. It's Look, kind of those kind of things. Yeah. That's hilarious. Four hundred thousand, and he's got himself my a side wife, My wife, I love my it. wife thinks I'm nuts. You she are. Thinks I'm well, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah, you kind of are. What do you do? What do you do uh, for a living? Uh, we're both in sales management. So I, yeah. I, I hear you talk about the virtues of sales careers. We, we, we've been living in sales our whole life and wouldn't change it for a thing. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Here's what happens, okay? as you Now you have a new goal that's got you fired up. Your sales are going to go up. Yeah, but the level... Oh, so I just posted about that on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or all of them. I'm not sure. But the there's like a weird brain chemistry thing that occurs when you start and you get on the right track, whether that be paying off debt or investing, where you you start to prioritize your income better and looking for higher income. And it's something like people who are paying off debt intensely or investing intensely seem to be able to find higher incomes at a better rate than people who aren't. It's very interesting. I don't know why that's the case. Like, um, it just kind of seems weird, but like, I think once you kind of see the impact of what you're doing and how it's helping you. It's hard to shut your brain off. You start thinking like, how could I do this better? How could I do this be uh, more? How could I go harder? And then you start finding more income. So that's what Dave's talking about here. Like, it, like the motivation 
for success just start shooting through the roof because now you're starting to see the light. You understand what's happening. We are in sales now. We're out of the commission world. We're in like the salary and bonus because we're in management now. So it's salary and bonus. So okay. going up helps a little bit, but not as much as it would if you were commissioned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. you could do a side hustle with sales training for non-competing companies. You'd make a whole lot more in DoorDash. Oh, that's exactly but Just right. what do I know? But, yeah. Anyway, you're doing great, man. I'm so proud of you. It's so cool. I appreciate you getting fired up on our stuff. And all it's going to do is just increase your peace level as those debts start dropping off. And even putting them in the crosshairs and knowing when they're going to drop off, the mm-hmm. peace comes just from doing that, mm-hmm. even though you hadn't gotten there yet. Just knowing you're going to be able to pull the trigger and knock them out. That's the thing. So, yeah, that that's beautiful. Yeah. You'll probably end up doing the whole thing in about six years. That's going to be my production, my, my prediction. And uh, just just this guy, he his mind is already moving. So that's what... I mean, we see people do it all the time. Very seldom do you hit your goals on this stuff. You almost always hit them early. That's right. Well, and when you're focused, right, whether it's losing weight or relationship growth, when you're focused towards a goal, then what happens is things begin to move in your favor that you didn't see. We hear that all the time, and it's just a function of intentionality and and, and, and hyper-focus activity. And just things fall your way. And, you know, I, I actually would say, you know what, you're getting bonus probably on team performance. Instead of the DoorDash, I'd be working with these individual team members that you and your wife manage and lead. Help them grow. Help them hit new goals. Boy, is that going to be fun and probably going to fatten those bonuses, I would guess, if I was leading a sales team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff you can do. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, um, but your your overall plan is not out of control. But keeping those debts forever would not be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just develop a plan for getting rid of them in some reasonable period of time and, uh, and or when you hit 59 and a half, cash them out. Cash out because you're going to be sitting on in excess of $3 million, probably in excess of $4 million in those retirement accounts at that point, not counting your real estate. Mm-hmm. And the real estate will have continued to go up too. So you're going you know, to retire at 65 with a $7 million net worth, give or take. Wow. That's a trek you're on. Uh, if you can, especially if you continue making freaking 400 grand, you know, that's, that does help the equation a little bit. But um, up through some number of those years. So it's going to put you in a great, great place. Um, well, Dave, I can't be a Baby Steps millionaire. I don't make 400 grand. 33% of the people that we found that became millionaires in North America, starting from nothing with no inheritance, did so with an income less than $100,000. All right. So that's the end there. So I kind of like what he says at the end there where, you know, recently someone had just posted on one of the things, I think it was one of the YouTube videos that I have that said, uh, you know, all these rich people, they're all trust fund babies. Well, I'm not a trust fund baby. Statistically, most millionaires aren't trust fund babies. My partner is not a trust fund baby. I know several other people who aren't trust fund babies who are high wealth people. So you know, the data doesn't support that. And I think that you got to get that out of your head. Realize, look, normal people can become wealthy. It's it's about this process of investing that will get you there. But I said that I would tell you what I think that Gary should do. And I have a plan for you, Gary. And it's it's low risk, but it's not about paying off the debt. So Gary got these houses like five years ago, he said. So his loans are probably amazing on these properties. They're probably like, you know, 3%, 2.5%. Three and a half percent at most. Those are great numbers. And here's the deal: we're in a bear market right now. The entire market's on sale. Gary's net worth is probably even lower 
right now than it would be normally because of the fact that the market has been taking a hit. And that includes real estate. Real estate has been going down too. Not not tremendously, but it's been going down. He's still cash flow positive and he still has a net worth like this. So this is what, so when you're looking at investing, we often consider what the average is over time. When you look at like the S&P 500, it has an average of about 10% gains per year. But what happens is there's some years where it goes down five to 10% and there's some years where it goes up like 45%. So you don't wanna be sitting right now in a bear market and the opportunity right now to invest more money and then not take advantage of that and then pay off the loans instead is a terrible idea. So here's my plan, Gary. This is what you gotta do. Instead of paying off that debt, just let it ride. Just pay the minimum on those mortgages like you've been doing. Take the amount of money you would have used to pay the debt down and just start chucking it into index funds as hard as you can for the next 10 years. Then when you hit the end of that 10 year period, take all that money and go pay all the debt off. Like whatever it is that you have in those accounts, pay the debt off in one giant shot. That's what you do. Or you buy your house outright, whatever whatever you want to do at that, you know, from 10 years from now or 15 years from now, 65, whatever year it is you plan on retiring, that's the plan that you're going to do. And the reason is, if we take a look at the Wealthy Idiot website at the compound interest calculator real quick, if he takes 1.5 million and he puts it into the, in, into the S&P index funds at an average of 10% annual growth. And remember, it'll be higher because he's buying at the low time. So when it starts shooting up, it'll be above 10%. In 15 years, that money will be worth 6.2 million if he doesn't put any other money into index funds. And he said he has 1.8 in, in stuff that isn't real estate. So let the real estate stay there, let it appreciate, let it cash flow. buy as much as you can into index funds for the next 10 to 15 years. And then when you're ready to retire, go pay it all off and you'll be gravy for the rest of your life. So that's where I differ a little bit with Dave. I think that, you know, paying off debt when you finally get to that retirement stage and being a little bit more secure is a good idea. It's something I plan on doing, but right now while I'm building, trying to pay down debt when I'm net, when I'm cash flow positive on these properties, I have a great job that's making money and I can turn around and put all this money into index funds and build crazy amounts of wealth over the next I'm not going to retire for another almost 30 years, right? I could work and get all that invested in that time. It's going to end up being huge. It's going to look way bigger than Gary's 6.2 number here. So, you know, that that's the route. I, you know, stay on the conservative side, but be smart. Do the numbers. Gary did the numbers. So appreciate it, Gary. Thanks for everyone for watching. I super appreciate it. Head to thewealthyidiots.com. You can check out our compound interest calculator, help you kind of guide your path through making sure that you're doing the right decisions here. I want to thank Dave Ramsey for letting me crap on him. I actually really like Dave Ramsey. And uh, if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up. If you like Dave Ramsey, give it a thumbs up. Head over to his video, give it a thumbs up. Let's just be a little generous with all the love and I'll see you guys next time. Mm